Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And you can tell our friends And they can have my things when we're dead But we gonna live forever But we gonna live forever Three, two, one We are back We are back the Turn boys. That air conditioning off. Turn Man, the AC I was a off, fucking you, dude. It's crazy that people call pig. You, you sweaty too. Because I'm like, I was. I looked at. I didn't even realize You're a sweat what, pig. What was going on with my hair? You look like you got a fucking apple in your mouth, dude. I literally looked like you did that prank last week where you know you put like a bucket of water above the door. You keep dro- you keep dropping it on you, and you're sh- trying to shampoo your hair, and I keep just dropping yeah, yeah, more yeah, shampoo. Like that, in that's it. basically what I look like. I looked insane. You're a sweaty last pig. Week. He's here. He's queer, especially when he drinks some beers. <laughs> Speaking of queer, Ryan's making me, uh, as per New York rules, I have to show my vaccine card to do the podcast. Then. I told Daniel, this is a place <laughs> of business. I'm not going to let you bring your piggy COVID vaccine yeah. business. So, yeah, that was the, so what? I have a guy at the door. It's only yeah. Danny coming in. <laughs> and I go, goes, show me the papers, buddy. Come on. And then he shows me. You know his, I'm good for He it. shows me his membership to Empty Closet and Zippers. <laughs> I go, not that membership. You know I'm Good for it. <laughs> Come on. Come on, baby. That's what like, because we have our one buddy, Kevin. Soldo. Yeah, the needle's still hanging out of his arm when he showed up. Yeah, yeah, Who's like refuses to do any of the stuff. And like, because they really, you know, they were threatening in New York. They go, look, like, you know, you got to get your vaccine card. And then they were like, okay, you literally cannot go into anything now. I know. Like overnight, they're just like, I Most mean, not places overnight. aren't doing it. But I actually wanted to talk about Australia I think a lot a of places later. are. Before that, if you're going to send articles, um, some people ask, send it to the boy. Cast with Ryan Long at gmail.com. That's the place to send articles if he wants to try to have us cover stuff or questions or whatever. And then uh, even before that, our friend opened up a baseball card store in Larchmont, New York, Corinne Fisher. Perfectly standard store. She threw away her career as a successful, as a successful podcaster, podcaster to get into the world of baseball cards. Baseball cards. And Daniel Polishock, this is what you guys don't know. He's the janitor. He, what, what, what do do, dude, I'm literally there? just like, I just going to be an know, intern. My whole thing is I just want to get my foot in the door you know so i'll just do I, i'm a gopher you <laughs> comedian need john campanelli's working there they got all these comedians working in the store danny's gonna be scrubbing the I, the butts of uh dude if i'm lucky the unvaccinated scrub the but what i got was a steven seagal action figure james dean action figure and uh stone cold, stone cold. so i cleaned them what out of all their cold cool cold shit finger? did you do that to his finger 
No, he probably hurt his finger when he was uh, crushing the top of beer cans to yeah. open them up with just his two yeah. fingers. Dude, crushing <laughs> all those beers Turner. is no joke. Look what happened to his finger. Yeah, but uh, when I got so I got all hyped up on the action figures when I was there, right? I, I literally cleaned them out. I go bring everything out, and then every there was a few wrestlers that I was gonna buy, but they looked some of these figures that looks nothing like the person. Yeah, yeah, nothing at all. You can't even tell, right? So, did you do the thing where you get in the bathtub and you bring them in with you and you make them kiss? <laughs> no, because I got. Did you make Steven Seagal and Stone Cold kiss? You go. I don't want to get his clothes all wet. He'd look like you. <laughs> we already have one sweat pig in the f- fucking studio. I literally Ubered here today, by the way, specifically because I go, I can't just. I'd be afraid. To- <laughs> I'd be I- afraid to have Steven Seagal kicking around while I'm sleeping, dude. Oh, you say wait. the wrong thing and you're sleeping, you go. Oh, Jean Claude Van Damme's actually better. You wake up, you're in a fucking headlock from an action figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how he comes to life. The shittiest horror movie of all time. But Nick Cage, I watched this movie. So Nick Cage is top five cornballs, right? But I love his movies. And he's in this movie called Between Worlds. He he's in the era where he's just cranking out garbage, right? Yeah. So the the premise of this movie, and I'm just gonna go through this super quick before we get into real shit. But the premise of this movie is he meets a girl at a gas station. And her daughter was just in a car accident. And this woman has figured out that if you strangle her and she dies, she can speak to dead people that are in comas and, and people whose spirits left their body. But it's not supposed but to be... But she's dead forever? No, she's not dead. She Once she can come back to life, she goes... <gasps> Oh, God. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. she makes everyone, she goes to everyone. She goes, you have to strangle me so I can talk to dead people, basically. And then, so what happens is her daughter's in a coma, and then Nick Cage starts fucking her. And then Nick Cage is giving it to her, by the way. Yeah, he's just smashing And her. then Nick Cage's wife, who also died, comes back to life in the body of this woman's daughter. So Nick Cage is like banging Freaky the, Friday scenario. But it's not a comedy. It's a thriller. It's a thriller. So Nick Cage is banging the mom. Ninety percent of this movie is sex scenes, yeah, by the yeah. way. So Nick Cage is banging. He's, <laughs> he's not in good shape, which I would assume when they started the movie, they were like, you know, because he's an executive producer, he's a writer, he's like very involved in this in the productions of these movies now. Yeah. Because I even did some research after looking up uh, certain scenes, and he goes, yeah, but when I made that choice, so either he's taking credit for everyone else's things, or he's like, yeah, I mean, it'd be, be weird to take credit for a total piece of shit. He's though. loving it. He he just thinks this is. He thinks he's like changing paradigms of movies right and these and they have like weird music motifs but so he's banging the mom and he's very fast <laughs> and it's nick gage it's like right a real fucking like neanderthal bang he's tuning her up then the daughter comes he starts tuning the daughter up she's super hot <laughs> fucks the daughter too he so he's fucking the daughter. he's fucking both of them because the daughter's his wife right i uh, got it his wife and the daughter's body so he, that's pretty sick <laughs> Nice little upgrade. <laughs> nice upgrade, yeah. So, and then on top of that, while he's fucking the daughter, he's he. She goes, "I need you to read that book to me." So he can only, you know, he can only get into it if he's reading a book. And he or she likes him when he reads this book. And he reads a book that says uh, "Memories" by Nick Cage. So, and then that's when I look that up and I go, "This is cr- did it, and little weird." He says, "He goes." You know, always I just like to break the fourth wall, and I thought it added comedy to the situation as well as you, like he. So you watch this piece of shit, and then you go, "I got to research this piece of shit afterwards." I'm, I researched the book to see if Nick Cage actually had written a book called Memories, oh, okay, and it was a real thing, or they go, "No, we made a fake book by Nick Be- Cage." And he, but this is the only. It's not a fu- comedy. Yeah, I know. I it's a, a thriller. 
And halfway through, Nick Cage is like, you know, we got to play with the audience's minds in this movie where I'm banging a woman and then I'm also banging your daughter who was my ex-wife, her spirit's in her body. And he was like, <laughs> you know, we just needed to do something a little extra. So he's, he reads a book by the actor playing this character. It's the whole, it's nuts. That the like sex a total scene, piece of shit. I think when he started doing this movie, there was no sex scenes in it. And then he goes, he goes yeah, made no. some changes. Pages well, the, nine through 85. I guess if you're the fucking producer, you're... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the real moral of the story is try and be good with money and sign a prenup because this is all this is like the classic actor who's just digging himself right. out of a financial hole. It's like the James Caan thing with fucking the Frank D'Angelo movies. Like, because everybody's like, how how would he get two time Oscar winner James Caan in this piece of shit? People don't know this guy in Canada. Frank D'Angelo makes these like garbage movies, but he pays these guys in cash. And it was straight up like, you know, these guys are fucked up for money. I think you're right. They're in these positions where they go. He they, had all his castles and all that stuff. Yeah, they need they blow all their money and then they find themselves in later in their career and they're like, look, you know, you're not getting these like like whatever his gone in 60 seconds paydays anymore. Do you know what Nick Cage is trying to do a little bit? He's trying to get ahead of the narrative. He, like, you know how Bill Murray's like, my life is kind of a troll. Mm -hmm. Nick Cage is sort of getting ahead of the narrative that everything he makes is a piece of garbage by being like, yeah, that's the jokes on you. This is all like totally. Yeah. He's like, this is actually a really well thought out piece of garbage, right? He's in his mind. He was like, yeah, got him exactly where we want him. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just watched this movie being like, this was garbage. And it was like the, the plans working. That Nick, the, the the legend of Nick Cage is troll, <laughs> but it's obvious that he need, just needs the money. <laughs> so obvious. You're like he's just fucking doing. He, you know, he blew, made bad decisions, and now he's like, he has to. They go here's a million dollars, six weeks. Make this piece of shit, piece of garbage. So two and other goes, things yeah, sure. that happen in the movie, just to wrap it up, is he goes back to the the woman's finding out like this is happening. She goes back to the hospital where it's like you know when they have uh, the person that just tells them everything that's going on. Uh -huh. She goes back. There's this nurse, I guess, and the nurse is like. What did you do? It's like, you must have switched her spirit into the other spirit because, like, the nurse just... This sounds Steven Seagal <laughs> level of shitty, by the it way. It was worse. And then how he kills himself, he goes back with the daughter, and then he decides, I'm going to kill myself so I can be with the, my, my daughter, my, uh, my wife and daughter also die. So his daughter's dead, and he goes, how he kills himself at the end of the movie because he's drunk, and he goes, he pours a bo bucket of gasoline on his body, and then he lights a cigarette... And then lights himself on fire. But while he's burning, he's still smoking the cigarette. So he's just like, he's so calm. He's doing like a Dalai Lama as if Dalai Lama. Who's the guy who lit himself on fire? Was that? Uh, that was some Buddhist. Not <laughs> you the know Dalai the Buddhist, Lama. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, doing, he's doing the Buddhist on fire. And he's smoking a cigarette while he's doing it. <laughs> it's like. You know what's so crazy too is because like. You and I obviously know how difficult it is to get a movie. Like, to be like, I'm going to pitch a movie and then like... Not when you're Nick Cage. But it's not Nick Cage. I'm looking at it. It's written by some chick, Maria fucking... It's written and directed by Maria Pulera, whose first movie. I know, no, 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 no. He, he's the executive producer. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's the producer. You think she? He just knows this chick, and he's like, "I'm gonna fucking get like." No, like, he gets scripts sent to him by all sorts. That's of people. what I'm saying. More and then so he goes, saying, "This would work if we put 95 sex scenes." In I know it. that. I'm saying is like you and I know how difficult it is to get an actual movie made. Yeah, and you're like, and then you just see these pieces of shit. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> and you're like, literally, this woman's like, you know, probably second crack in a movie, and she's like, yeah, I don't know, Nick Cage, right? Like, I guess we're doing it. I don't know. It's <laughs> the, 
It's the worst movie I've ever seen. And almost worse with Nick Cage in it. If Nick Cage wasn't in it, because you it would be a little better if it was such a piece of shit in this wacky premise. Where was Nick Cage, his acting so wacky too? And his bad, like, his, his campy acting works okay in the, like, campy action movies. But when they're supposed to be, like, a, it's so funny, Yeah, it's supposed dude. to be real. And Anyways, I'm going to give that five stars. I'm going to give that five stars. Five stars out of five stars. <laughs> five. Five Tim Allens. <laughs> five Tim Allens out of... Okay, so right before we get into all the good shit that's planned for this episode. All that good, good. I have a, so we're going to answer a, a quick boys question. So we got a question, uh, this is coming from out of the country, allegedly. And they said, hey, so uh, it's titled Asking for a Raise. I've been working with the same company for 20 years. Recently, the company started doing well, but I haven't received any compensation um, to add to that. Benefits are solid, and we also get days off to play at theme parks, and there's passes for the gym, which we all get. Okay, My wife has been nagging me to ask for a raise, so I've punished her for that. Not, I don't really sure what he means Punished by that. Or... Yeah, but um, okay, he said, maybe that's a joke. And he said, it's not that I don't like my job at the Taliban. It's just, okay, so this oh, guy oh, so he's a, he works, works at, at the, the Taliban. Ta- he works at Taliban. So he works at Taliban and he wants a raise. He said, you know, and I've seen the video, so that's what he's talking about. He said they're yeah, yeah, go-karting ice cream for the boys. It sounds and, pretty fun, but yeah, the, so the I issue's s- just with the wife. Well, I, I think the issue is because he is having days off and it, it sounds like it's a cushy job. They're mostly in the, the sun and they're playing with go-karts. They're, uh, and they're, you've seen they get access to gyms and, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, off topic, I do recommend, um, I have seen some of those videos and they're not the greatest at working out. So I would say recommend where, uh, reading the Tim Ferriss four-hour body. Four-hour body or just getting a personal trainer. Just get a personal trainer. Yeah, I'm sure those are around. Um, 20 years is a lot, especially in that line of work. I mean, we have the mafia here, so you are generally compensated for I mean, it sounds like he's basically things. been an intern for 20 years now that they're finally popping off. Like, they kind of, it's the equivalent of, like, Facebook just went public, you know? Yeah. I think I'd probably need more information, too. Like, I would need to know the type of work you're doing. Like, is he low level? Or are you actually the one, you know, committing the, you know, atrocities and doing stuff like that? beheadings and stuff. And if you are doing the beheadings, cutting arms off, I think that is something that that you would be able to go to your boss now and say, listen, like, here's my body of work. Um, I've been keeping track. Maybe one thing I will say is potentially take pictures yeah. of some of the work that you've done. So when he's Absolutely. saying, well, you do nothing around here. You yeah, can- yeah. You go like, look at, I think before and after pictures would be good. Like, here's this town before. Yeah. And then after, and it's just like gone. You know, and you want to let your boss know the role that you played in your thing. And you may, this may be something with this person where they're not, able to take credit like you have other yeah. people taking credit for the uh yeah I, I would say too is like you know if you're if you're not like getting recognized for what you're doing try and maybe go like above and beyond like you know in your free time maybe get your wife and your daughters and stuff to like One maybe knit some like you know death to america sweaters or like you know, just that you could pass around to the boys, be like, "Look, I, I'm contributing here." Let them know oh, that you're sort of an overachiever. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, hey, you're, I got us some cool like camo Death to America headband. That is one of those things where it's not always about doing. You know what was asked of you. You also want to provide things that they didn't have to ask. Exactly. For, you know they I mean? go, "Yo, provide." You want to provide value for yourself. Like you imagine all of a sudden the fucking value. head of the Taliban is like wearing your Death to America swag, and you're like, "This is sick." It's like, that's true. Yeah, and he goes, "He goes, where'd we get these from?" And go. Funny enough, you ask, one of our guys kind of just took it upon himself. We didn't have to ask You him. sort of get your name out there. You let people know that you're important. Um, he says, they do provide me with a lot of pre- free pussy. Um, 
So I, That's okay. again, I want to say that nothing is free. So there probably actually is a cost to that. So if you're saying that you're being, you're giving all these extra benefits, whether that be ice cream, whether that be time at the gym during work these hours, are perks. they are perks, but they are, you know, this is something you are being offered in a, as a replacement for salary. So mm-hmm. you don't want to get away from, you know, and again, you have that wife situation, which just sounds like you've been handling in your own way. But um, it's a touchy subject, you know. If you if you shoot high with the type of people that he's dealing with, you might end up in some hot water as well, right? Oh yeah, they do not. Uh, if my guess is the heads of the Taliban don't really take well to like insubordination. Yeah, so you do. You know, you, you have are, to definitely. I would be uh, delicate with this issue. Yeah. And what I would say is, uh, if you've read a little something called uh, the Communist Manifesto, so there's there's a little something, and we do this a lot here. There's something called unions. And it's it's a collective bargaining situation. So if you take a first year political science class, it may be uh, the local. I don't know if Taliban has their own university. They have or, like some sort of learning annex. Learning yeah, annex. Like so the Kabul learning annex. Right. So what you want to do is maybe some of the other Taliban guys. You get those together and you can turn the Taliban into like a working co op. Yep. So in in past, I mean, normally it doesn't work. So again, this is an out of the box solution. But if you are able to get the other members of the Taliban together and you are able to approach sort of the head of the Taliban and yeah. say, hey. What if we turn this into a workers' co-op where we all own sort of part of the organization? Not a bad idea. It might be tough just due to the tribal nature of the people from that region, but yeah, exactly. You know, but it might be hard organizing. But this you know, is something after reading uh, after you take that first class, you might you know that might get the juices flowing. I know a lot of people are trying this in America and putting I mean, they their kind of did seize the means of production in the sense that they just took all the U.S.'s fucking uh, weapons. So they're sort of halfway so there. They're halfway there. Yeah. And I would also recommend maybe, and this is again this may be more of a western thing but if you could put your boss on blast on twitter mm-hmm. that is always a good technique to sort of get public support for the goal that you're trying to accomplish plus the taliban's on twitter so it's like it's not even you don't even have to worry about getting banned and right yeah you're not gonna get banned so just go on twitter and just fucking put him on blast maybe put him on blast maybe he said he like you know say hey i haven't got a raise in this much and uh just heads up the head of the taliban's not sexist yeah, exactly. You know, just really put him on blast, being like, this guy's like, you know, you Let think, people he, know you that think he likes he's sexist. Women, yeah. You're like, he actually respects women. Yeah, and you sort of get that out there where you say, listen, he's been letting his wife drive and this and that. Yeah, I saw her without her face cover on. Like, just all <laughs> the stuff where you go, what? <laughs> We, you got, got, we got to cancel this guy. Yeah, we have to cancel this guy. At the end of the day, you need to know your worth. Don't shortchange yourself. And so, again, I appreciate the questions that came into the boys cast with Ryan Long at gmail.com. Yeah. And we're happy, always happy to help a fellow boy. And just, yeah, thanks, Abdul. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Abdul? You know, my favorite. Uh, My favorite thing with, and we'll go through the Afghanistan stuff a little bit, but the whole thing reminds me of, because, you know, 20 year war. Nothing accomplished. It, and then the day that, you know, they start pulling out, like the Taliban takes over in 10 seconds, right? Yeah. Everyone knows what's happening. And this happened, you know, a few days ago. So this is, we're not even the first people to comment on it. We don't really have the scoop. But my point is, it really reminds me of a guy who who's like re- has like a really good job and he's rich and he's got a girl out of his league. And he goes... No, she like loves me. And she's like, no, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. this guy. We're like, we're together, blah, blah, blah. And she, your people are like, she just loves you for your money. You're like, dude, she doesn't love me for my money. She's like my fucking soulmate. And then the minute you get fired from your job, yeah, she breaks up. Gone, yeah, the she's next gone day. like instantly. <laughs> yeah. All of the fucking, all of the Warhawk associations of America, <laughs> they're all like, we're out there. This is worth every penny. Yeah. We, if anything, we are making more progress. Your 20 is the charm. Just a few more lives. 
lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're also, you know, this is going to be the blueprint for some pla- some places that we can drone strike in other countries. <laughs> You're going to see our work like, here. Yeah, he goes, I'm telling you, just stick with me. He goes, nah. And the minute... There was even the slightest bit of, you know, uh, pulling out. They're just like, well, we'll take it from here. Yeah, I guess I'm going to go join the Taliban. Yeah. Do you think that the that must be a bummer for like the real like war hawk Republican and fucking, you know, neo like all the all the like we love war people that all yeah, of the we love war people. Uh, but it's weird because there's a lot of. Yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like. It probably was the good thing to do, but it's just as easy to attack because every there's like this whole sunk cost fallacy involved where everybody's like, oh, how could you just like, you know, you put in 20 years, how can you leave now? And then, well, it just doesn't, it, optically it doesn't look good, but there's- But it would have never looked good. It would have never looked good. Like and, the alternative from what I've, you know, and from what I've like been reading into it, it's like the alternative was they were like, okay, well then we have to start literally putting troop, more troops and bombing the Taliban. What, 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 this is the thing. It's like they had like a could this have been done better? Yes, and there and you can argue with that till the you know whatever. And like it doesn't it, sound like it doesn't. It though, well, to be honest, like from what I've like it, the also the only alternative they had a deal that they had to leave, and then the only alternative was they would be like, okay, we're not leaving. I wish the Taliban would be like, all right, back to fighting. Okay, so no, I'm not saying not leaving, but you could have had a scenario where that deal. Okay, this is this is the situation. Kind of, it's like they basically were still going on the thing. Like, once we leave, the Afghan army is going to be in charge. Well, when, that when, was the point. When that was, but that was not ever going to happen. No, because so that there was a was lie. No, well, they were, you know, they gave them eighty billion. Or, yeah, and maybe that's what you have to tell the American people. Like, maybe that's what you have to. Dude, they put out folded their, in fucking but, three days, which is why that was always going to happen. Yeah, that was always going to happen. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So if once you know that. It's like they were, you could have essentially, I mean, you signed up all these Afghanistan people to be on the side, knowing that the minute America's gone, like those people are they getting their heads of, chopped off. Not even that, but they were just like, yeah, we're going to take this check for fucking the next 20 years from the U.S. government right. to be like pretend soldiers. And there's so much corruption on even yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but they're like literally just like, we're pretend yeah, we're, soldiers. They are. They're just yeah, like yeah. Did you ever see them working out? Like when they were trying yeah, to teach yeah, them yeah. to do jumping jacks? Totally. But then like, and they were like, yeah, yeah, the moment you guys leave, we are going to fucking spring into action. Just make sure you train us well. And then for straight up, you know, 20 years, but my they were point just getting is, ready for this day. And since then- everybody knew that, the, the idea was like, the plan was for, you know, th- when we leave and these guys take it back mm-hmm. over, it's like, that wasn't going to happen. Everyone no. knew the pa- Taliban was going to take over. So when you, when you, yeah. w- if, if that deal was structured in a way that for starters, American troops could get out there and whatever, yeah. I'm not like, you know, deep into this stuff enough to be like, no, Hey, what's either. the best but exit I have, strategy? I have been but I don't think that there's. The the idea that there's like some criticism there, it's like whatever. That's such a different subject to all the people that their argument is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, th- this means we should still be there, be in more war forever. Well, there's dude, yeah, there's so many like of those generals who are like, you know, just give us another six months. And you're like, that is not going to do anything. You've had twenty years. What's another six months? Oh, another six months. They don't want your fucking Western. Another ideas six there. months will give them. I mean, how much do you hear about Palestine and that whole conflict from the from the media? Like the, the news cycle moves so quick. You oh, won't yeah. hear about this in a month. But no. more importantly. It's like, the, all if they could do that, be like, no, 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 see, look, this is bad. We could get back in there, which is what a lot of people would want. For sure. That's like the, almost the conspiratorial Dude, I, well, angle. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I, I was saying, like, I was saying uh, to you yesterday, but I was like, I, and I obviously didn't realize this, but like in 20 years, so, you know, there's a whole thing where they like, they couldn't get people to go, we can't guarantee you 
uh, safe passage to the airport. They're like, yeah, or all that stuff. And everybody's like, can't even. So the the U.S. Embassy and the airport are two miles away, and there's a, literally a straight line road that connects them. That was like, you know, the U.S. Embassy yeah. set up whatever twenty years ago, and in twenty years they haven't secured that two mile road so that you can drive from point A to point B without getting blown up. Well, yeah. This in is, 20 years, they've had 20 years, they have not been able, you have to take a helicopter from the embassy to the airport. They're like, it's unsafe to drive for 20 years. And you're like, okay, so you didn't do the most basic thing for 20 years. You're like, obviously this whole thing fell apart. Like, Yeah, it's it's, it's difficult to go into like a I country couldn't believe like when that, I heard that. Like, and then build a government and an army and just like start from scratch essentially hmm. to, it, it's just like doesn't work that way. And it is all that Also, thing. nobody wants it. So. I mean, maybe the girls do. No, it, I see what you're saying, but yeah, like, I mean, the, when you go, oh, the girls want it's like that. That is the classic where it's you know every time people want to like go to war and do all that shit, all of a sudden they, they they're like, oh, they're treating these people bad. It's like okay, well, that's happening in ten gazillion other countries. Of course, you're like, yes, it is not looking good at the moment when you're like, right now. Because of this direct action, you're going to watch a lot of people have a lot of bad things done to them. Yeah. And that turmoil is not going to be But great. also, Western feminism has taught me that they actually like all this stuff. All the women there, they like, you know, like wearing That's that true. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said they've... Well, if anything, they said the, if anything, the level of choice. empowerment's gone up in, in <laughs> yeah, Afghanistan, yeah. not down. <laughs> if anything, they're more empowered than they were a week ago. Yeah, you were saying the thing the Taliban and Wokes were agreeing on a yeah, lot of stuff. Yeah, they are. God, they're like, they all love fucking tearing down statues. They both hate America. <laughs> I was trying to pitch Ryan. I was like, we should do a Wokes, for, Wokes and Taliban. Well, the only reason that I, the only thing sequel. is with that one, the only uh, difference is the Taliban doesn't want more war. Where a lot of Woke people like, you know, it's like the classic well, path to hell with good intentions. Dude, there's a lot of people being like, yeah, the America needs to be back in there for yeah. this war now. Dude, it's turned social justice warriors into fucking John Bolton. Basically. <laughs> it, no, the whole thing is really crazy, too, because like then, you know, the Taliban for the first like, dude, remember all the old school Taliban videos? Literally like in a cave sitting on a mattress with like yeah. a fucking like DVR video or whatever or whatever those like yeah. uh, mini DV video cameras. And they're like. So and now they're like, yeah, we're doing press conferences. They're like calling out Facebook. They're on the come up. They're they're like legit, like calling out Facebook. They're like, yeah, they're like, we're we're like, you know, if you have issues with free speech, ask Facebook. And then they, but the thing is, again, they're like, okay, yeah, we're we're not going to retaliate against anybody. Like they said that they go, we're not going to retaliate against anybody who is like, you know. Uh, plotting against us and like who are our adversaries for the last 20 years and we're gonna like respect women and all that and you're like okay like sure <laughs> like everybody's like okay sure you will the thing where they go, big wink yeah they go we're not gonna retaliate so well they said they're so gonna they're respect the, women within the, the sharia law so we're not <laughs> wink wink no, but the idea that they go, we're all the people who were Afghanis who fought against us for the last 20 years, we're just going to forget about that. We're going to let bygones be bygones. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. No, it is. Like, it's, it's, be but good. it's funny because they're coming out and there people are like, Taliban's pretty reasonable. I'll tell you honest. what, the conspiracy angle on my thing, even <laughs> a little bit, you're just like, with like the government uh, actually pulling stuff out, you're just like, is this this master plan so they can be like, look how much of a mess it is. We need to go back. Like, I no, almost don't, I don't think so. I know. I, I don't. I, I, I don't I either, honestly, but like, I'm almost like in shock a little bit where I go, not that often that they actually do the opposite of what Raytheon wants them to. No, honestly, like the, from what I, everything I'm reading and like, because no one wants, Bi Biden, no one wants that, all these that was actually a pretty tough move. Cause Biden just spray up said like, yeah, this was a mess. 
like my you know buck stops here my, everyone's like you know like I don't yeah think blame it's me popular as they think though i think that no it's one of those things where they lie it's like the same as the the free speech stuff and all that stuff where they go oh everyone thinks this and you go no they don't like not everyone in america thinks you should be fucking pouring trillions of dollars and having all these soldiers die so you can also it's like the uh, yeah and like the alternative was they go okay if we're gonna do this another six months we'll get a cleaner exit you go okay we have to there will be u.s casualties it, it, like, are you okay with like you know having a, a smoother pullout? Where it's of not, course they are. Where they want like, one last little contract, yeah, yeah. dude. One last, dude. If you're Wraith, <laughs> one last contract. <laughs> if you're Wraith, if you're like these co- defense contractors, the amount of time you know what it's like to get a new client. Oh, you gotta yeah. take him to the Rippers. <laughs> you gotta wine and dine him, maybe a little white in the bathroom. Yeah, a little bit. Little now bit. what? Now you and then these other guys you can't even sell to the Taliban because yeah, you, hey, you can't really they're on the no drink. sell list and they already got all your old weapons. Yeah, that's and you true. can't sell new <laughs> weapons to the new people because they don't want them anymore. You know it's you're re- stuck between a rock and a hard place. You know what is a really weird element of this all too is like if you go on TikTok like in the odd thing that comes up on TikTok and it's just like some Taliban fighter who just captured like a fucking Black Hawk helicopter and they're kind of just like showing the Black oh my Hawk. God. And you're like, it's weird. They're like, hey, check this. <laughs> they're like literally doing like a tour of a Black Hawk helicopter That's that you just wild. like are in possession of. And it's getting in the algorithm because I guess like there's no reason really to flag it. Yeah, yeah, he's just saying, here's my helicopter. He goes, here's this helicopter we seized from the U.S. Well, that is the thing cowards. with all those. Yeah, I mean, that's the Trump was banned, but the Taliban's not. But there, <laughs> I mean, there is this other element where it's like, I mean, it is fucking a lot of people like the same guy that said, Oh, talk to Facebook about free speech. Mm-hmm. It is true. It's like, what's been your experience in here in the last five years? Has it been like the government's all about freedom? No. It's like literally if you if you go out and be like, I'm I'm on freedom, it's like they call you racist. Yep. So this idea where we're spreading freedom, it's like, so we're racist now, I guess. You know, well, every, everyone's fucking which is like, yeah, not everybody wants American democracy. Everyone's locked in their house. Yeah, but everyone's like locked in their house. You're in trouble if you say a guy and a girl are the same. Th- yeah. aren't, aren't the same thing. I got to fucking show my vaccine all card spi- just to do a podcast. Yeah, they're all sp- a nightmare. <laughs> they're all spying on their own fucking citizens, which I think, by the way, if the government's spying on you, the very least they could do is like send you things like let you know like hey just so you know your girl's like on to you yeah yeah. they they send dude shit they go they go hey buddy i know remember how you said you're fucking uh going to work but you're actually just hanging with the boys playing pool she knows she knows (laughs) red alert red alert she knows imagine you get like a a beep from the nsa being like dude 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 She's on your trail. That'll be she, like she logged in your Facebook. She knows you and Chuck are fucking crushing it. When the when the American government is really like fucked over and they need, really need money, there'll be like an NSA premium account you can sign up for. That the NSA will literally <laughs> just like send you like they'll be like, hey, yeah, yeah. fucking, we'll spy a little for you too. Yeah, what do you just, need? Yeah, what do you need? Yeah, like you're, you're trying to smash some chick and you, they'll do some spying, letting you know yeah, yeah, she's yeah. where she's gonna be tonight. Totally, you know, <laughs> like all the stuff she's into. She goes, she's like, what her favorite shows are. So you can just like just casually. They like no. Do you like that too? He goes, yeah, of <laughs> course NSA I love goes, The Bachelor. The NSA goes for the boys. <laughs> so the, I would say the, some of the few funniest things about the people that were the funniest, I would say of all this whole um, this whole ending the war thing, Count Dankula probably was the funniest guy on Twitter. Yeah, he's been... Dude, it was cr- if you don't follow him, he's super funny. He, he made a... He made a... 
his profile, Count Dankula uh, Accounting. Abdul what? Count Dankula, Abdul yeah, Dankula, yeah. or whatever, right? And then he changed his photo to him looking like a guy in the Taliban. And he's got a huge following, and he's verified. So he's been commenting on, like, Biden will be like, you know, oh, we did a good job out there. And he'll be like, you didn't do shit. We're taking over. The boys are in charge. Whatever he yeah, says, yeah. right? And then <laughs> everyone's yelling at him, being like, oh, actually, well, you, how about you go stone more of your women? Uh, <laughs> and he's just been trolling <laughs> everyone for a week straight and he won't stop it's ruthless he's quote tweeting everyone's things being like ha ha we got your military stuff like praise the law <laughs> he lives in the uk yeah yeah he's, he's been that he's was the dude who literally almost went to jail for the pug the yeah pug exactly i've been liking all the stuff where people go um you know, I just want to, because uh, all the stuff that they want to do here that's, you know, not freedom oriented when they're saying like, oh, we're going to go, hey, we're going to go give our thing to Afghanistan when a lot of people here don't even like it. It's that old thing where the people in, uh, a lot of the people in Texas would agree with those guys a little more than they would. Uh, I think so. You saw a lot of takes of like with the. We have a buddy that's like yeah, that. Yeah, buddy. That's the thing is like literally like. You've gone so far where you're like he hates the West so yeah, much. Yeah, he right hates now. the West He's so like, much. Those guys are sick. Yeah, it's like he basically is fucking like likes the Taliban to own the libs. <laughs> yeah, goes, I'm fucking joining the Taliban to own the libs. And you He's bummed. All right. Well, he was even telling us he's like, oh well, China was saying the U.S. needs to leave Taiwan now. He's like, everyone wants some smoke. Everyone's sick of this nonsense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wants to move to Russia, but the <laughs> when people were like, oh my god, this is so good. The Taliban is. Um, uh, implementing gun control by taking the guns away from all the citizens. <laughs> yeah, just like Australia. Basically, yeah. that's a fucking. They're just the Australia playbook. It's just we're gonna we're gonna just take your guns. And yeah. Then, the best is the Taliban goes. You're they go. Yeah, we're taking your guns just because you're safe now, so you don't need them. Like that's literally their reason. They that's go, what everyone said. I know, but they, well, no, about no. In Australia, was like they were like, no, we like F people you. should fuck you. You shouldn't have guns, like because there was a big shooting. And Australia's like, there's a mass shooting. And then in Taliban, they're just like, no, no, no. You guys are safe now from the scary Americans. So yeah. we're just going to grab your guns. It's like the lumber. He goes, if you could just turn in your guns, that would be great. That would uh, be great. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Moore and a lot of people. I, I've been seeing a lot of the take where people come up and they go, Actually, the fucking real Taliban is the people that uh, stormed the Capitol. I know. That was the <laughs> that best. Is, that is one of those things where I was like, uh, you, as soon as all this stuff happened, it was like three, two, one. And there we have it. Colbert went on. He was like, the Taliban. It's like, yeah, well, maybe we got our own Taliban. Everyone goes, ooh, ooh, I know, ooh, I know. Ooh. White people suck. Yeah. White people suck. <laughs> the guy, yeah, the storm, the cap. Like in their mind, the, yeah, yeah, that's, no, that's yeah, the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah, 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 the same thing as fucking like, these like bunch of LARPers who I mean it is honestly to some people they're so fucked up that they really think that's like oh they've cooked yeah it is but Michael Moore to me is I think he's oops probably the lamest guy in the history of the world this used to be my friend who was like a philosophy he's a university professor but he used to take he was like in philosophy and the big joke was telling girls that he's like a huge Michael Moore head yeah when we were in college we used to tell girls like oh you don't get him started on Michael Moore he loves Michael Moore it would be one of those jokes where then the girl would be like oh your friends told me you like Michael Moore and you go <laughs> you ever see that you ever see that thing where people used to go what my friends think I'm doing and what my parents think I'm doing, yeah, what yeah. I'm actually doing. Yeah. We used to make those. He goes, and we'd make the videos. He's like, what uh, what my my teachers think they're doing? And it would be Karl Marx. And then it'd be like, <laughs> what my parents think I'm doing, it'd be working at Wendy's. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes what I'm actually doing, it'd be when we put Michael Moore. <laughs> we always... We used to that always so kill funny. him saying that he... <laughs> we used to say Fahrenheit 9-11 is his Bible. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, fuck. But um, then Jimmy Jimmy Fallon, he was on, uh, he, he did something where he comes out and he goes, he was going to make some, some joke. Uh, I don't know. I didn't hear the whole joke because it was cut after after this. But it goes, he goes, for the first time in history, white people are on decline, right? Yeah. Oh, and then everyone the... cheers. Everyone goes, woo. And even he, he kind of looks at the camera like, oh, I, I wasn't expecting that to get a cheer. Like he was probably going to be like, so I guess we're going to be uh, better at dancing. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah totally. Yeah, he was like, going to yeah, do the most like bull fucking... Yeah, cook, I don't know. Cook, I don't know. Cookie I cutter. Yeah, like he was gonna response. say some shit like that. Like, I guess our food's gonna get spicier, bro. Right? <laughs> but instead, everyone cheered. Look, Carol the Whites, and he was kind of like, "Oh, oh, okay, <laughs> interesting." I didn't realize how fucking wild it oh, went. We, yeah. we, oh, we don't like the the whites on the Jimmy Fallon audience, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was funny. The like spreading the freedom. I thought it's funny that you see some of the even like the Daily Wire, like Ben Shapiro and like Matt Welsh, like fighting. Like you see who's like pro war and who's mm-hmm. anti war. Like it's really like splits people and who are the people that well, people. Are, the, war the thing guys is, it's almost the like the the people are maybe not even so anti war and they were just like they're but they're against anything Biden does. Like everything Biden does is a gaffe. So then he removes them and they go ah. Right. I guess we're pro-war. They're like, it's not even so much like they're against it because they probably are, like are, but then the moment Biden, it's the exact opposite of the Trump thing. It's yeah. Like, it goes, this guy did a thing, so I'm against They're going to be against it. That it's, thing. And, it's, and it's, it's the, optically, it's an easy one to kind of dunk on if you want to, but yeah. the alternative is more war. <laughs> and then the... Uh, the um, uh, it's funny watching people like switch their positions so much. Like the you know how the because at first th- they were sort of pushing the idea of like we need to be back at war for feminism. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And that wasn't really sticking all that good. And then within you know you very quickly saw people be like well maybe we should take more refugees like it (laughs) was just like you see people there's just like what position could i take that like makes me feel good yeah because it's basically this it was like they're like what position can i take that republicans won't like or even if they like it i can say more and and like if republicans are like we should take some refugees they're like how many do you think? And they're like, probably 10,000. They're like, okay, got it. We need 50,000. Re- <laughs> and like, they're probably, yeah, it's like, whoa, just so they can go, whoa, whoa, there needs to be some limit. And then they and go, go, look at this, big yeah, hit, big hit. Animal, monster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there needs to be a limit on human lives. Exactly, right? Because they, they realize they can't do like feminism because war wasn't sticking. Yeah. So then they immediately had to shift into like, well, they probably don't even want to take as many refugees as I do. <laughs> Yeah, anything, so you don't love refugees we What's should chisel out the country bring in like a, a novelty sized helicopter and then strap it up and then bring the whole country and just put it into <laughs> Miami yes that's Idea. what they no, want. not even Miami. They wanted to put it into like DC or or somewhere in like the south. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we just drop it into Texas. Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> and not Austin either. You're not getting it in Austin. Yeah. It's going in somewhere fucking <laughs> yeah, central yeah. Texas. Um, okay, so quick break to talk about our beloved sponsor, Cuts Clothing. Whether you're hustling for a promotion, uh, and I don't want to say that, uh, that maybe t- Cuts clothing won't want us to make this reference but there was someone earlier in the episode that worked for a certain organization so we couldn't say even for him we didn't give him this advice but it is important to have good clothes if you're looking to move up in the workplace cuts clothing keeps you feeling good and looking sharp if you've seen they have like the best instagram ads it is one of those companies where you see the guys they have like It'll, and especially because i we do stuff with them i get like a lot of them mm. and it'll always be a guy where you're just like guy looks pretty cool yeah <laughs> i could probably fucking crush in a dude he probably has so much plus 
to mark five years of creating clothing that can be dressed up or down. Cuts is having a month-long anniversary celebration, so make sure to check them out. Five years ago, Cuts founder Steve Borelli set out to create clothes for every occasion the modern man faces. Since then, Cuts become the Tesla of t-shirts. Hoodies, polos, sweatshirts, and more. So, Cuts hoodies feature specially developed Hyperloop French terry fabric, a material that temperature controlled and ages. So, they look pretty good. You don't want to look like a slob like Danny Polishuk or someone that's not going to get potentially a promotion at their job, whether that's the Taliban or not the Taliban. (laughs) I haven't confirmed with the sponsor whether or not they do make clothes for that region of the world. Specifically, yeah. Do they ship there? I don't know if they ship there. Do they ship to Kabul? That's the thing. If this guy goes to his boss and he's like, listen, I've been doing so much good shit. You know what I mean? My wife's not speaking. And here's my... This month marks Cut's fifth anniversary, and they're doing it big with two collection drops, a product launch, a week-long special event. Join the celebration to get 15% off site-wide by going to cutsclothing.com slash theboyscast. That's cutsclothing.com slash theboyscast for 15% off and access to anniversary events all month long. Um, Okay, so one thing we should uh, say is you know what? I'm just going to, one more thing was that was funny was Pelosi. She goes, they posted a thing being like potential terror threats, these people. And it said opposition to COVID measures, claims of election fraud, nine 11 anniversary or religious holidays. And that's the third one. So terror threats. If you're looking to be like, my body's getting radicalized. Yeah. If you see that maybe he read pandemic, like, <laughs> that's number one. Yeah. So there's, there's other countries like Canada and Australia that are going wild. But have you seen... If Australia's Trump, nowhere it's going crazy in Australia. Justin Trudeau literally came out, and Jordan Peterson was flipping his lid over this one. The session? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did he say exactly? He comes out and he goes, instead of we're in a recession, we're in a she-session. And we're hoping to have a healthy she-covery. She-covery and the she-economy. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Yeah. So Jordan Peterson posted. I mean, he is the fucking. That's the thing. Is is cock uh, of the millennium tur- awarded? Turdo is that's his thing. You know, he goes. Uh, he goes. I'm a feminist and all that. But also, I, I mean, I agree. The she session, but to call it a she cover, that's a man <laughs> <Yeah>. cover, <laughs> dude. But yeah, the, the boys are gonna dig you out of this one. It just made me laugh that Jordan Peterson. He comes out and he goes. He was like, "This is a child for president," and then he quote tweeted his own quote tweet, being like. Can't even believe this guy. And then, like a third time, he was like, "It's fucking bullshit." <laughs> Jordan Peterson <laughs> goes, "It's fucking <laughs> shit." Fuck Dude, Jordan Peterson was fucking fl- losing his fucking shit over this she session business. He had had enough. This was Peterson's final straw. He just isn't getting out of this country. But one of the dudes uh, who follows the Patreon. That he told me he's been giving me the Australia updates because he got a five thousand dollar fine. Right? Oh, someone from the Patreon got a fine. Yeah, dude. For what? For having a house party with like for going 10 for a walk. People. Yeah. So they just added new stuff to see the kind of nonsense that's going on in other countries, you know. And they go mobilizing uh, two thousand two hundred police officers dedicated to COVID compliance. The operation will utilize resources from all police districts and and police area. Uh, commands under metropolitan and regional field operations alongside traffic and highway patrol command and a dog and mounted unit and a number of other specialized commands as required so they have dogs that can sniff out if you've been listening to the pandemic yeah yeah. (laughs) like literally just like if people are outside 
They're no, like, they can sniff out if you have any reservations about vaccines. They can <laughs> sniff out if you've been listening to a little too much. Free, they can sniff out if you got like a freedom mug yeah, in your yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your your leftist tears mug. They, yeah. They smell that. And they go, it's Operation Stay at Home. And it will be coordinated from the police operations center. So they their operations called Operation Stay at Home. And they go, we'll be issuing $5,000 fines. And closing any business in which will continue to breach the order. So they're going to go and straight up shut down the businesses. And the best part is in their press release, they go, and we will not apologize for these increased enforcement efforts going forward. (laughs) So in their thing, they're going, we're going to shut down everyone's business. And just so you know, mate. We're not even going right? to apologize after. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're not just going to shut it down. They're not apologizing. So funny. That's in oh, their they're press fu- release. Yeah, they're fucking. Just in case you thought we're apologizing. They're fucking going crazy. I mean, considering. So you're not allowed to leave. They have dogs sniffing out if you've, you know, broken COVID I mean, more protocol. importantly, we're like two years partying? into this. Did you have bitches over? <laughs> I sm- let me. Sm- the dogs can smell your fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The dogs are just like. You're just like standing still. The dogs start sniffing your fingers. You're like, just stay calm. The dog is. Yeah, Put your hands <laughs> in your pockets. The dogs sniff your They're fingers. Like, Keep your hands out of your pockets. To see if you had any fucking hose over. And they said, there will no. This is what they said in their release. They go, there will be nowhere to hide if you're doing something wrong. If you travel anywhere beyond your uh, area at the moment. You're Which is putting, what, five kilometers, right? Some shit like that. Yeah, it's yeah. a five kilometer radius. You're putting everyone at considerable risk. You know what the most relevant thing that just consistently is relevant in uh, societies is I posted this when, when people were posting the squares and telling you to post the squares, but it's the Kramer when he doesn't want to wear the ribbon. Yeah, yeah. So the Seinfeld episode, Kramer, he's at the AIDS walk, and they go, you're not going to wear the ribbon? Yeah. Who? Ah, no, I don't wear the ribbon. He goes, he who goes, won't wear the ribbon? Who won't wear the Yeah, he goes, I'm walking, ain't I? <laughs> and then they go, he doesn't want to wear the ribbon? Well, we just have to teach him to wear the ribbon. You do it, I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then we just have to teach him to wear the ribbon. Yeah, who will not wear the ribbon? Yeah. But it's everything is that. He does not want to get the vaccine. We just have to teach him to get the vaccine. Everything in the last 10 years that mattered is some version of that one Seinfeld skit where the one guy doesn't wear the ribbon. Yeah. You don't want to conform, bud? Bud? Well, then we're going to have to fucking get it to conform. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's... I mean, the Australia thing is insane. I don't know if anywhere... Like, you even see the stuff where they go in China and you go, man, China's like fucking pretty cash compared to Australia. I know. Like, I don't even understand what... Like, because they're an island, they go, look, like, we can... Because we're an island, we can actually, like, get this to zero. Because you're like, you're never going to get this to zero if you ever let people in the country. Like... I know. So it's... And what? Just every time... one. Like, I mean, New Zealand, they had one case and they shut down everything for a literal single case. And they go, well, if once that person's... F- but you're like, I don't know. Do not want they to wear the ribbon? Ribbon? So this is something that's been going on. Now back to the... the when you go, all of this stuff's going on over there. And, and this is what's going on in Hollywood, my friend. So this friend, is... My friend, my friend. This article that someone sent me is probably... Some, is one of my favorites in a while because it's one of... You know when the... the it, the saying the quiet part out loud. Uh-huh. So I've been saying this forever that in comedy, all of these rules make it hard because if you're making something like all of the stuff where you go, you can't portray these people a certain way, but also you need to put them in your thing. So it's like, it makes it difficult because you don't want to make like a, you know, it's the same thing where they don't want the Chinese people to be the bad guy. Yeah. Like if you put a girl in a thing, it's like, you can't just make her like a stupid mess. Like you have to make her positive. So in comedy, 
most of the things I'm doing, you're making fun of the people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're playing a character, you're playing a character that's a loser. And it's like, well, they don't want to, you don't want you to portray like a gay guy is like this like cliche annoyance. But it's like in comedy, everyone's a bit of a cliche because that's kind of the, that's the deal. Yeah. Ca- archetypes. Yeah, exactly. Like, archetypes, you know, probably yeah. a more reasonable way to call them. But this, the um, Vulture did this article. And they go, TV's white guys are in crisis. What to do with white men? <laughs> so, kill them? I mean, just if you kill them, that would be a problem solved. I, that's the first option I thought of. Because I've been sort of waiting in the corner. By the way, I hate white men. I, I want to say that I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I hate them. On the podcast, too. That's and that's a brave sick. stance, too, because you're going to get in trouble for it. You know, know what I mean? I, well, I know. The it's, trolls are going to get you. The trolls are going to come after me, but I hate them. But... Just the like arrogance of these people that work at, like Vulture, for example, to be like, hey, you know, we're going to be here being like, we await your decision for what to do with us. <laughs> oh, please, please, please. Oh, I hope it's good. Yeah, I hope. Like the same way that Afghanistan people, uh, the, the, you know, people that work for the government are like, what's going to happen to us? That's, that should be me and you being like, what is Vulture going to do with us? Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically like the, you know, an old animal thing where you go, we're going to take you to the farm where you're yeah. going to live out the rest of your days, frolic the podcast the farm. <laughs> yeah, the podcast farm. <laughs> we already solved this. They go, what do we do with white men? They go, Vulture. Send them to the podcast. <laughs> Put them in a mic. They go, listen, the podcast you can't be in TV anymore, John Krasinski. But what you can do is, shh, shh. See this? Here's a microphone. This, <laughs> this is what we call an H6. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. And, Just... uh, is anyone going to visit me? Yeah. Once a week, someone's going to come visit you, and you're going to talk to them for an hour and a half, John Krasinski. Yeah. What's, uh, who is the one who had from The Office? Kevin, who had the podcast? Where Kevin. Every, like, every, that's basically, that's... Kevin is like the classic. Ke- you know? He's basically Milton from Office Space, where they go, what, but you, you go to the basement now. He, he goes, goes, he goes but, but I was this, I was one of the leads on a, one of the <laughs> biggest shows of all time. They go, yeah, yeah, that's good, Kevin. That's right, good. Yeah. That's great. Here's an H4. <laughs> Here's some microphones. Just go. We're going to put you in the corner in the basement of the NBC studios. And you just, you just podcast to your heart's content. Do you know what an RSS feed is? You're going to want to learn what that is. Yeah. And that's exactly um, what I was doing. the star of a hit TV show. <laughs> but uh, but my, my Oscar. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Oh no no! Oscar's not my coming. Emmy, my no, Oscar's, Emmy. Oscar's diverse. He's gonna get some. Oh, Oscar's. He's gonna, gonna be, be on some commercials. Yeah, this is just a you thing. But this is. It's almost like they're. This is. They're so in their. This is like the a uh, uh, peak in your bubble conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they go. This summer, television became preoccupied with the question: What should happen to white men? So they're in the meeting, you know what I mean? Imagine being a white man in that meeting with... <laughs> yeah, you go, ooh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I kind of have been a white man in For that sure. meeting. When I was doing stuff before, I've been at actually plenty of meetings where it's like, what do we do with the fact that you're white? And you're like, I am so sorry. Mm. Go, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to be white anymore. I can cut off my dick. And they go, that actually will do it. I go, I'm not doing that. What about just the balls? <laughs> what if I just What if I just did the balls? I don't want to be white. What if I just got the balls off? So they're in this meeting and they go, not all men. TV has been inundated with stories about black. So it's not all men. They're saying, you know, there's lots of good men. Whoa, whoa. TV hasn't been inundated. They're just catching up. Don't say inundated. I don't I didn't like inundated. It's fucked up. So they got the stories of black men, migrant men, trans men, men who struggle to meet, make ends meet, and holding it down with the three gigs in the, you know, uh, three gigs in the gig economy. 
One conundrum kept cropping up in various genres and iterations. The white guys who used to be the default protagonists are no longer the main characters. So what happens to them now? Should he be erased? Can he be rehabilitated? His entitlement washed away. Where's he supposed to go? So... What do you think, Daniel? Can our entitlement be washed away? Can we be cleansed? I think some sort cleansed of of the entitlement, some sort of like reeducation. I think, I the think only it's a camp. It's a camp situation. It has to be a camp. Camp reeducation <laughs> for you white go, actors. Yeah, so be... camp. You go. You wear like you know. They shave your head. Yeah, they <laughs> de-louse you. Then they, you put on like matching jumpsuits, and you just you know you basically just break rocks. I can't see it happening any other way. No, you know you get cleansed and reeducated. Yeah. So they said, uh, so series, uh, series from this summer who have found various answers to that question. Perhaps the white guy has a meltdown. <laughs> this is where I was like fucking dying. They're like, what kind of things happen? They go, maybe the white guy, maybe we can one. have a white guy in, but he's like just a total fucking psycho. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's got to be. So you can have a, so potentially you can have a white guy in your thing, but he has a meltdown. Yeah. So that's one option. By the way, can we just talk about the fact that just in this vein where it's so funny where after 9-11, every like good guy was white and every bad guy was brown and now like literally every bad guy's white and every good guy's brown. Like they just yeah, yeah, straight they just up, they go, it. yeah, we went overboard. That wasn't that. before that every, uh, um, every... Every there was lots of action stars that were like action stars was a pretty diverse field. Action stars, uh, somewhat. Well, my favorites were always like I was a huge like I liked always Will Smith, Wesley Snipes. Sure, sure. But there was. Yeah, but I'm you, saying outside of like the I know few black mean. guys, and then there were the rest. Of yeah, they ba- well, that's why they replaced. At first, they replaced and the, then Jackie Chan. They replaced those. Well, the, they replaced the brown uh, bad guys with Russian bad Russian guys. Russian bad guys. They made every bad guy Russian, and then well, they've actually been going through this. They're like, can they be bad guys? That's a big question for them. They go. Or they won't even let white people be bad guys. That's, that's even that discussion is coming up. Well, they're wondering <laughs> be bad guys. <laughs> well, all I'm telling you is if you're a white actor right now, really spend all your time working on that fucking Eastern European accent. Cause you're going to want that. You're going to want to be able to do that. They go, so can he, maybe he has a meltdown or he leans into his right to take up space. Maybe the best course of action is for his plot to demise. So maybe you're allowed to have a white guy as long as it's like, yeah, as you're a white guy, as long as in every scene you're reading a Jordan Peterson book, you know, just you're getting re- your just desserts. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think like your life falls apart, you know, being what you show that being, you know, you're being a bad white guy, being a bad white doesn't pay. No. So maybe the white character comes in, he drinks and drives, you know, and after a series of microaggressions, he gets fired from his job, which is what should have happened in the first scene. Yep. But it still took a while. So that's an option. Potentially he has a meltdown. Potentially he dies. Dies. Maybe. I mean, dying is apart. ideal. Dying is the first choice for me. Yeah, yeah, just you kill them off, and then or they just die in real life, and then it's like they die in real life, well, and then yes, on the show they solved. just replace them with like a POC, and then problem solved. What if you made them crappy podcasters in the movies? Like you know what I mean? Like like white guys are only allowed to be podcasters. Yeah, in the yeah, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. Just in the show. But what happens if that show becomes successful though, and then as like a, a kind problem. of negative be benefit or a negative consequence is that person becomes famous in real life? That's a huge playing problem. the loser podcast, and then afterwards. Be offering other roles, yeah, exactly. Imagine that person like actually has some success, and then 
So I'm a no on that back, now. Yeah, that's a no. Although many of the shows include white people of color on the directing staff or in the writers' room, they are all created and co-created by white producers, and it's tempting to see them use their own self-concern at work in the movies. So one of the problems is there's still some white stink because like some of the higher ups are white. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there's white producers and stuff like that. So they can't really get all the stink off, no. even even if it's all diverse people writing and making it. There's still producers. You know what's in there, so like, funny actually? In their whiteness. And the way you're saying this too is like I'm like because you know there's this whole thing in Hollywood like you know 50 years ago where all the Jews changed their names to white sounding names and yeah. now they're all going to be like yeah I guess it's time to change the name back <laughs> yeah John John Lusebitz yeah Leibowitz. like literally all these people are like oh I guess it's time like mostly like executives and producers go like you know they maybe change their name to something and they go oh, yeah. yeah it's time to change the name back <laughs> <laughs> well that's yeah we have a friend that did that but yeah. they go all the, okay, so they go, after all, most of the shows simply jettison the white guy. They hold him close. They observe him, uh, mock him, and jab at him mercilessly. So that's what they want, I guess. Even as he becomes the story's central problem, you know, the bad guy, rather than the central character, there he is, still in the middle of the narrative. So even if you make him the villain, as you were saying before, okay, maybe you could just be the Russian villain. Well, no, because... You're still fucking taking up space. <laughs> oh, I hate people who take up space. <laughs> Sorry, Russian villains. It Worst. is it is time for me to start podcasts also. <laughs> oh, I, I will also is, I will also start podcasts. This is a Russian cast. <laughs> so they need more diversity in villains, is the you know. So and they go, they ha- now they give you some ideas for shows that do it right. So in another era of TV. Rutherford Falls, the show's title is the name of the town. And then the characters are Nathan and Reagan. But while Reagan is the obvious protagonist, um, and that person is a person of color, Rutherford Falls is about an American Indian deciding to take back what should belong to her tribe. But it can't stop wondering what should happen to the guy whose family stole it in the first place. So you're maybe if Skin you're like I'm alive. Well, that's the thing, but they're saying the question the in the move in the in the in this TV show. So they're saying, well, maybe a white guy can be in the show, but he's like a douchebag imperialist, and yeah, we're I constantly was... sit talking about that. Yeah, yeah, that's the only option, really. Well, they're not sure. They're saying, you know, they're working it out too, whether or not he's allowed to play that kind of role. So in June, there was a show called uh, Kevin Can Fuck Himself. The series excavates and buried assumptions of the network sitcoms like King of Queens, and according to Jim where there's just like a woman and there's a, a zany husband who's schlubby and he, he scrapes by and faces no consequences. Whereas in this, Allison is the archetypal sitcom wife, her, has her own motives and desires and frustrations. Even then, all she can think is, what the fuck should I do about Kevin? So basically, they have a similar thing as before, except she's about to leave him the entire series. So they are... You're maybe allowed to have like a schlubby husband as long as the wife's like constantly about to leave him and that sort yeah, of narrative. Yeah, that's just so he has that kind of hanging over him. He has that time. hanging out over him. Like the, yeah, it's, being it's white not going pay. great for him. You don't want to make it seem like that's... Well, you let him know, like, this doesn't pay all this being white business. That you yeah, 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 I might leave you at any moment for someone who's not white. Yeah. You think it's always, too, it's like it's always like a not white person that she's about to leave you for? Of course. Yeah. That would be ideal, yeah. Yeah. So that's a potential thing, is that you have the girl. So he's in the thing, they're living under the same roof, but she probably makes more money, she's more successful and brave, 
but you're constantly sort of gripling with the question, like, how can I be with this stupid piece of shit? White, white piece of shit. Yeah. Stupid white piece of shit. Yeah. And it's tough. I mean, it's not, a well, tough not question. when you know you can guaranteed trade up to something better. I once again want to say that potentially, even in that series, I'd like to see that guy start a podcast. I think that, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's the nail in the coffin for her. And she goes, oh, you're podcasting now? That's the news. Yeah, that's much. the news. Uh, the new thing. It's like uh, instead of your husband being like Kevin James, it's Kevin James, but he's in my podcast. <laughs> and then she goes, look at this imperialist colonizing the man cave, yeah, colonizing yeah. my Colon- woman cave, my woman podcast. Cave. So the latest show that they like what they've done, Netflix is the chair, an academic uh, dramedy about an English professor, uh, Ji Yoon Kim, uh, so I like it already, who ascends to the uh, position of department chair. The main guy, um, the guy whose problems we care about, the guy who used to be the show's dominant point of view, becomes a hurdle to overcome. So maybe, so he's not necessarily the bad guy in the sense that he's like the antagonist. He's not the classic villain. But he's just there being annoying and a problem. Sure. (laughs) And I honestly think that in addition to the idea that we're saying he's like a metaphorical hurdle, I'd like to see a show about a female track star where you actually make the white men be the actual hurdles. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally. He's he's basically like in this meta way, he's playing, he's not playing a character, he's playing whiteness. He's playing whiteness in the patriarchy. That's who he is. He's he's playing these, these things. So he's sort of representative of that hypothetically but he's also the physical representation of that and that he is doing a a forward bridge and he becomes the hurdles for girls to jump over representing what their normal life every day basically is like so he said problem is we used to like this guy so much he was our beaver cleaver our tim allen and uh Respect to, you know, respect to the OGs, Tim Allen, Don sure. Draper, Michael Scott. We can't just throw him out and relegate him to status of reoccurring minor guest star, but he no longer fits. His privilege feels outsized. As a protagonist, it doesn't spark the same joy that it used to. So she can't just watch The Office. Well, he has this outsized privilege, and she wasn't aware of that. Well, she, she literally the sees originally. it. Well, the whole thing with The Office, too, is you're like, Michael Scott's like inept, right? So then you're like, oh, he really only got this job because he's a white man. Like, you can't really, in this framework, watch The Office. Yeah. Because you're like, you straight up, you go, this guy, this should be a black woman. Shit. You just watch The Office now, <laughs> seething. It was an outshined privilege, right? She just... Yeah. So it's a, it's a question to grapple with. And she says, there is honesty to the choice to keep the dethroned main guy around. He, if he doesn't disappear in real life, unfortunately, he's still there. So tied to the lives. So they are grappling with this question. So we we might get to be around a little. And they said Jason Sudeikis, who played like a... Ted Lasso? They liked a character that he played because, uh, you know, he was there to sort of prop up women. and mm-hmm. So if, as long as the guy's propped up women, he's a villain, but not in a way that sort of takes away from the storyline where we're focused on this guy. Other than that, I think the real answer is podcasting. And I'm just going to do a bit of spitballing here on my own. Okay. So, because we know you, you know, you're familiar with the hero's journey in uh, yes, filmmaking. Very much so, yeah. And uh, structure and character archetypes, right? Mm-hmm. So, I've been thinking that obviously we're going to be doing, needing to do some reshaping for 2021. So, instead of the wacky neighbor, yeah. what if we did like the racist neighbor? So it's, yeah, we don't have like not a wha- two races, like not like Gran Torino. Well, I mean, it, he already is racist because he's white. But, oh, okay. Oh, right, right, right. That's what, yeah. 
But he's not like overtly. He's racist. not like you're not like he's not like throwing rice at no, her. Yeah, you know, like no like fucking like cross burning on the and stuff like that. No, but he was just like his microaggressions are racist. Right, yeah, yeah a lot and of he sort of learns a lesson by the end of the series. You know, on the season finale, he finally realizes his when way he kills himself. Kills himself. Yeah. Um. So the mentor is a common literary device, right? Mm-hmm. So what if uh, you, the mentor is allowed to be a white man? But I just, don't like it. Well, hear me out. So the mentor, which would be like, you know, Gandalf and the wizard yeah, you know, yeah. and, the, and the Lord of the Rings, right? So the woman protagonist in this situation goes to Gandalf, the man, and he gives her advice, but she actually knew better all along and he was wrong. He was mansplaining. He, he was, was mansplaining. Oh, Gandalf's mansplaining. <laughs> the, right the mentor's mansplaining. All right, here we go, Gandalf. <laughs> it's like, I'm just here for fucking... Right, so he gives her advice and she's at a crossroads whether to take this old white man's advice or do it, sh- and then she doesn't take it. She doesn't take it. And then in the next season, <laughs> she's Gandalf. And the next she one, has his but job. But she also has her job too because yeah, she can yeah. do, do jobs because she's Yeah, yeah, like she, she, bites her, <laughs> she bites her tongue when Gandalf goes, so where do you see yourself in five years? And in her mind, she goes, in your Fucking in your chair, old man, you old white bitch, yeah, you old white fucking cracker. So you're familiar with the trickster, um, yep. the literary device, the trickster. Sometimes adds humor to the story, but I think potentially if that was going to be a white man, what could happen is he shows up. You know, I'd like to see him show up around the forty minute mark, not to take up too much space. No, shows up, tries to add some humor to the storyline, and he is scolded because humor can have. Uh, cause pain to some of the other characters and he learns that joking around is no laughing matter i like it and then he sort of retreats back into things so that's let's, the new let's role keep of the, the jokes to white men yeah let's, white straight men yeah so i'd like and to see that that's about it the shapeshifter are you familiar with that literary device uh no what's a shapeshifter shapeshifter is the character that decides he's like he seems like he's going to be an ally at the beginning and then switches oh, to an yeah, evil yeah. person Got or it. vice versa mm-hmm. so instead of the shapeshifter being someone that's an ally that switches what it is is just someone that switches to trans permanently and and is applauded for it that's a good one that's i mean you can't go wrong with that one right just if if every episode just a new person's trans but right. he, oh well here's a wrinkle in that okay so as for more of this is a casting thing do you get an actual trans person and be like just That's for, for one. episode one we're gonna make you look like your former self I think what you do is you go... I think that's the first option, but the second option is... Because you can't have a uh, straight white guy playing well, a trans but person. You're, you're looking at this backwards, and you're looking at this in a way where you go, oh, we have to cast based on talent, like someone who's good at acting, for example. I say you go down to the clinic where people are about to get the trans surgery, and you say, hey, which one of you guys wants to be in a movie? Whoa, you film the first... Guys. Well, they're guys at this point, before they're getting the surgery. Oh, and then you go, hey, does anyone here want to get... Uh, be in a movie and then they film the first half yeah, and then, then they, they get like, the surgery and then they rap they go okay yeah. we're gonna six months of rapping so every time they do a shapeshifter they they and then they, you work around their schedule when they are ready and um, feeling better honestly seems like a logistical nightmare but worth it well sometimes worth it I mean it's worth progress it progress takes yeah you it's know, worth effort, it you right? know, it might cost but whatever yeah so it's the progress really. takes effort and the shadow self I think that's one where I kind of more on your line of thinking where I think we just have to get rid of that altogether because there is no bad side of female protagonists. No, 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 you just, I mean, just the more the merrier, really. Yes. Yeah, so ideally not white. That's what I, that's a guarantee. Yeah. Taking a quick break here to our next sponsor, which is 
Butcher Box, which sent us a boatload Holy of meat. Holy shit, dude. If people are asking why I've been sweating so much, it's from fucking all the meat I've, I've been eating. I've been cranking it's... through steaks. You've been making steaks? Yeah. This is the thing. Ryan's not much of a cook, so you've oh, been buddy. forced to. I've been getting into dude, it. Dude, I've been eating so much fucking chicken. <laughs> I've been chicken. cooking them personally, my friend, my oh, friend, my, my yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Get your house in order. Go get a good uh, cast iron pan. It'll change the game. Butcher Box is nice, dude. And if you're having a barbecue or Amazing. anything. Dude, the food's so good. It's solid. Soak up the last moments of summer with Butcher Box. Maybe getting together with friends, family, haven't seen them in forever. Spending time doing what you might have missed out last year. No matter what, the last thing you should stress about is cooking. It's a big box. It is a big box. <laughs> nice, nice cuts, too. Yeah. And you get to pick what you get. Options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range, organic, chicken, humanely raised pork, wild-caught lobster tails, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and sugar nitrate-free bacon. And the you getting sp- the lobster yet? No, I didn't oh, do any lobster because do I don't that. know how to cook that first. Yeah, yeah. You just, I think you, just, you can grill it or just pan, uh, oven. Each box is 9 to 11 pounds of uh, fresh meat, and um, every pair of Danny's boxers currently has 9 to 11 milligrams of stale meat. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Folks, folks, folks. Luckily today, we want you to celebrate the rest of summer, right? Treat yourself and receive a special offer from ButcherBox. When new members sign up, ButcherBox will get you a free chicken, burgers, and hot dogs in your first box. Fuck so yeah. they're laying it down. I don't think I got any dogs in my box. No, I think we can get dogs, but I have like literally two entire chickens in my freezer right now. Yeah. And uh, so ButcherBox is doing that. The process is simple. Uh, once you signed up and choose your box and delivery frequency, they offer five boxes, four curated box options, as well as the popular custom box. So you get exactly what you and your family love. So um, Butcher Box wants you to enjoy the rest of the summer with this special deal. So the deal is Butcher Box is giving the boys cast listeners a special offer of three pounds of chicken breast, two pounds of burgers, and one pound of hot dogs for free. Right now, new members can sign up and get this special deal when they sign up at ButcherBox.com slash TheBoysCast. That's ButcherBox.com slash TheBoysCast for free chicken, burgers, and hot dogs in your first box. Woo! So you know my friend uh, Gary, right? Yeah. So I have this friend that when we were touring in the band and we were like 20, this guy was uh, like 40 mm-hmm. and he would tour with us. He would do merch and sell the stuff and he's a maniac. He would bring his, I remember he brought his son on tour who was like 18 and I remember the, <laughs> his son sitting in the van at one point and he goes, um, uh, dad, uh, can I drink anything other than beer? <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, he was like, I want to get some money for something like blah, blah. And his dad goes, I just gave you $10. He goes, he goes well, you just spent 40 bucks. And he goes, you know, beer doesn't count. <laughs> this is the kind of conversations he's had. Peter Gary was phenomenal, right? But, so even better, this guy's sending me messages. We have a group chat with all the old guys, right? He's sending these messages. Let me just show you this. This guy is, he just decided he's going to, he broke up with his chick a bit ago. Yeah. Who was like 15 years, you know, 20 years younger than him. And now he's been living in a tent. And sending me these vi- videos. Look at this. What's up? You know what I'm saying? Here in the 10 days. Number 13, motherfuckers. Whoop, whoop. I mean, What's that going on in New York there? Happy birthday, boy. What's up, our note? Yo, cheers, boys. Day 14 in the tent. 
We got like the party coming out, some beers, you know, know I'm saying. You know, tell him to fucking start a TikTok. You know how many people I just see on TikTok oh, being yeah. like, yo, I live in a tent and people are like, oh, I fucking love That's this guy. Idea. Tell him to start a I'll TikTok. Imagine. Dude, Gary's the man. He, he's 55 years old now. He just, he, 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 he seems pretty chipper. He has about. a house and he just moved outside of his house to go live in a yard in a tent. What do you mean he has a house? I don't know. Doesn't sound like the him, they, him and like somebody... a bunch of people like own a part of this like shithole in Brantford, Ontario. Okay, and so and then what? He lost his <laughs> he lost his slice. I don't know. He just I don't ask questions. He just he sends me updates, being like, still in the tent. It's been three weeks. Got the beers. Everything's iry. He talk, likes talk, he loves talking in Jamaican accent. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But we're all like, good shit, dude. Yeah, sick man. <laughs> funny. He's so funny. Um. Okay, there's this, uh, the last article for this podcast is an article that says, no woman should ever have to have maintenance sex with her husband. So what do you think about that? And this is by independent.uk. I love the term. I just love the term. They're trying to make that a Maintenance sex. Yeah, they're Like, what is that? Is that the sex in between the essential sex? Like, there's like a certain amount of sex that's essential. Yeah. And then we go everything in between that's just maintenance or is just all sex maintenance sex? I thought maintenance sex was when you watch your wife having sex with the maintenance guy. <laughs> so the maintenance guy comes in to fix things. He just rails her. Rails her. So I think my guess is they're going to be in this article like, hey, it is not... Uh, our duty to fuck the maintenance guy while you watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't make us do this emotional labor. <laughs> but they... Um, uh, By the way, I love... One thing I'm going to say I like about The Independent, which I have a gripe with so many of these articles, is I like that they put a picture of the person who writes the article. I like to see that. Because honestly, yeah. I really... Sound, Adds to the 50% ambience. of the time, we have these... Not even every time. We have these articles, and I go, I want to see a picture You'd of You'd love to see what they this. look like so you can finish. <laughs> Just so you have an idea of what you're... Or maintenance sex can be when uh, you get sex in return from fixing something. No, because wouldn't you so love I'd it? I'd be celibate. Wouldn't you love it? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you know, he goes, no woman should ever have maintenance sex with her husband, and it's a dude with just like Oakley's backwards hat. And you go, interesting. <laughs> all right. A different article. Yeah, he looks like Eminem. Yeah, you know, he's like Eminem. He goes, no dude should ever have to have made, no woman should ever. And you go, okay, interesting take. Yeah. Well, th- what they're saying is basically when girls have sex with a dude just because they have to, mm-hmm. just be- to keep him happy. All of these like articles like, just don't ever understand that they refuse to, it's all, they can't look into anything other than like oppressor, oppressy. Yeah. Like everything to them is, it's like, it's kind of like a lot of the kids that are, um, they're like children that still, uh, everything is their dad's fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it kind of is this thing where it's like, why can't I have more money? You know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah, whatever deal you make. Like if you are in a, a relationship with a guy and you're like, I never want to have sex with him. It's like, okay, well, is is he completely fine with that? If not, then that might be a problem. Sure. It's uh, like the idea that like you should never ever have to do anything. That's like you could literally say that about anything. It's like men should never have to go to your friend's house and but like yeah, but sometimes you do things that you don't, don't want to do in a relationship in any friendship or relationship. Or, you know what I mean? Also, can you Why take, do I have to go to school, mom? Can a guy take this article to his like wife who his wife is the one who's demanding sex no one should like, ever have to do anything ever yes 
Yes. I, I mean, we, we've made that point before, but it's But I'm like, saying, like, did how many times... Is, is she you never saying had sex when you didn't want to? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's called church. Yeah. They just bent you over. <laughs> it's called church, pal. No, but it's like... Yeah. Initiation to the devil every, band. Every relation... <laughs> Every relationship I've ever been to, I've usually like it's it's a lot of times it's it's the opposite where it's like it's the girl who is the one who. Oh, she's with you though. I can't yeah, imagine. I mean, I mean, they, this is they, they we're want, talking they about want, we're talking yeah. about human men here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm putting down performances. Obviously, they they got to Oh, of course, they they don't just maintenance want sex. it. They d- crave it. It's an go addi- get that just, maintenance guy over here. <laughs> It's a sick addiction for Danny. <laughs> it becomes all encompassing. She goes, I can't work. I can't sleep. You go, we had sex this morning. <laughs> but that's, that to me is like all of this stuff is very, it's like, you're, you're right. You shouldn't, if, if your relationship is three times a day, you having sex ugh, ugh, when you didn't want to. Yeah. It doesn't sound that fun. You might have some problems. Yep. But if like, you know, if there, if I'm dating a chick, this is how I always feel. If you do all, if I feel like I have to have sex when I was like really tired and you're doing stuff, like even like the smallest thing, tidied up a little bit, dinner, anything, any little thing, I go, yeah, but she did that. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? I'm tired, but yeah, but she did that. Mm-hmm. Anything. Literally, it could be, you know, organized, you know, whatever, yeah. right? But if if you're in a relationship and you go, this person is like, doesn't do anything. And then on top of that, they're like, pleasure me. <laughs> Slave, pleasure me. <laughs> Rings the bell. Like literally yeah. just in her bell, like Jabba the Hutt. Just like, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> just a fat pig. That's so funny. I would love, do you think there's any guys that like to be slaves where they're just, Fuck yeah. they're in the bed. They're they're pig of a wife's just in a bed. Ding 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 ding. Not a pig to them. And he has queen. to come in. She's a queen to them. She he comes in. She goes, "What is this?" She goes, "I, I asked you to come in here erect. I don't want to be part of the fluffing procedure." <laughs> no, it's the, the craziest is those. You, know, you see those photos on like you know Twitter and Instagram and stuff where it's like some guy in like the mall and he's like on a leash and it's like some girls <laughs> just like walking yeah. him like a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and guy you're like, wants. God damn it! That's. Have you ever done a thing where you like? watch like a uh, porn or something like that or like cruise like a reddit with like hot chicks like to get jazzed up and then fuck your chick <laughs> a cruise a reddit no well there's like but sometimes I, honestly that's been I mean, a I move do- for me a little bit in the past where you just like maybe i'm on the moon then you kind of look at a few things you go all right yeah we just fired up the engines yeah yeah it doesn't take much uh, to get we got lift it's a lot of things are like that in life where you go, I don't want to go to the gym. Once you're at the gym, you go, that's ah, fine. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm here now. <laughs> I'm glad I did it. Yeah, what am I not going to work out? The very idea of maintenance sex is based on the heteronormative idea of relationships where male sexuality is epitomized by a higher sex drive than women where their impulses are beyond control. Also, it is kind of funny because you're like, well, if that wasn't the case... Where on average men maybe wanted it a little more, then this wouldn't probably be a problem, would it? Yeah. It's like, why are they like, oh, girls that have maintenance sex? It's like, well, why do you think that is? I mean, first off, can we just get rid of this lie that men want sex more? I don't know no, how, no, no, where no. this started. It is true. I've, I've been over this. This is the case. Men do want sex more. It's just that girls 
are happy or having sex with the same guy. So a lot of times guys are like, ugh. <laughs> I'm saying in a relationship or whatever, where it's like the guy is- Guys the, need to clean the pipes out a little more than girls. Like if guys and girls both just know nothing, no masturbation, no sex, no anything, the guy's a little more like- <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's, he's that's, chomp, that's chomping all, at the bit. That's all they mean, that's right? That's true, yeah. So the guy's a little more like, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's where that comes from. But I think that men are a, a pretty stubborn where there are a lot of men will be like, we all go on the sex drink. Base Fauci, what do you think about this? Base Fauci, like, Base Fauci's like, I fuck my wife seven times a day. She only gets it when I give it to her. Right. Oh, okay. There you That's go, cool. Base Fauci, yeah. Do you, uh, what about sex before marriage? None of that. None of that. Part of it, yeah. So as you go, the model uh, that they recently advised women to lie... <laughs> the model Caprice Bore is what they're talking about. She, she was in this movie and stuff like that. And they go, she advised women to lie back and have five minutes of regular sex to keep relationships going, even when you are not in the mood. So that would be my favorite. Type Just of become sex. a fleshlight. They go, Just turn yourself into a living fleshlight. Well, th- my problem is this girl says she wants you to have sex for five minutes, even if you're not in the mood. I go, I, I, well, w- what about? The fact that they should have sex for five minutes, even when you are in the mood. Caprice, <laughs> <laughs> you're almost there. <laughs> Caprice, beret. Yeah, you're right. You're you're halfway there when you go, ladies. You just should have sex for five minutes. When you get that's we'll take it from here, Caprice. And then he, she said, women shouldn't say I'm tired or I have a headache, but instead take one for the team because I'm between because it's between five and ten minutes of your life. Ten minutes. My word. My word, Catrice. I'm like a pit stop crew. <laughs> <laughs> no, that she runs in. Yeah, my yeah. Gr- <laughs> yeah, yeah. My gr- that's, I, I can operate sex. That you know, our friend Paul has that joke where it's like anytime your girl, you go, she's in a hurry, and you go, I'll make it quick. Go as quick as you can, because then she'll know next time you have sex. Like for you know, if you have sex for ten minutes, you go, well, you know that was for you. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you saw like, what it, I could do. Yeah, you're like, I could do this in forty five seconds. That's what the girl. I go, just come in here. She comes in there. I go, on your way. Get her out. We get her out to work. Here she comes. You had sex with your wife like a pit stop girl. Yeah. You roll her in on the yeah, dolly. Roll, yeah, on the dolly. Go. <laughs> Kick her out. <laughs> Off to work. She's like, what? What are you going? Well, we got to get it going. And then you click your timer. All right. <laughs> Record time, boys. Keep it up. And gave up the good work. Such advice is targeted always at women. But never had men. I mean, I think that that's a lot of, there's no shortage of articles being like, men need to please their women. Can you believe this? Where they're saying that never, there's there's never any advice targeted at men to say that she needs a hundred orgasms. Yeah. This reinforces the idea that women's sexuality or desire is never placed on par with that of a man's desire. Maybe in 19 fucking 20. I, I was going to say, I'm like, this sounds like so outdated. Like nobody is. Yeah, she's responding to bullshit that doesn't exist. Yeah. Now. You're like, you're literally like, yeah, you're have the complaints of people of women in the seventies. Yeah. 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 Um, then this notion of women and men's sexuality and sex drive is an inherent biological difference. And that women's ro- th- their whole argument is always like, we're, there's no differences, period. It's like, there are differences, obviously. Mm-hmm. They just, uh, depends how they manifest. Like, you know, if a girl gets into a groove where she wants it every day and you're kind of like, yeah. and then you have a bad thing or yeah, you want to, you want to get on the same page to some degree. 
and that women's role is to lie back and be passive while men is the go-getters is also seeped into our medical and biological textbooks. And uh, it's like, if everyone was is exactly the same, then you probably wouldn't have this problem. But they're saying like, well, no, the issue is it's because we are taught this stuff, which is kind of what I always say. I mean, again, I've never heard of this term maintenance sex. We're both in our 30s. Neither of us have ever yeah. heard of this. Well, they it's say like- the way that we are taught about fertilization sets up the idea that sperm is about the knight in shining armor. <laughs> Have you did you remember that in the school where they said the sperm is the sperm is the knight in shining armor? Well, that's why when I'm having sex, if I'm about to finish, what I do is I always hum, dun 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 dun, boom boom boom, boom 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 boom. Indiana Jones. Yeah, because I let her know that there's a hero. The heroes. The he- you're about to go on a hero's journey, baby. That was only forty five seconds. Become- but there's a hero lies in me. <laughs> That's what, I make her to sing that part yeah, I, yeah. Because, because there's the right sperm as finished, the hero. Right as you finish, you go, sing the song. <laughs> the song, she goes, there's a hero lies in me. <laughs> I can't be your... We, we knew a guy in university named you hero. Mm-hmm. And we'd always go, I can't be you hero, baby. <laughs> he goes, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. So they said, well, the egg is the damsel in distress. So I definitely wasn't taught that. The imbalance in treatment with not enough discussion of female infertility and sexual arousal also creates the impression that male reproductive system is more complex and interesting. I mean, not to finish it isn't. What's more complex? Who who is taught that? And these people are so out of line. This is the thing. It's like, it's just... Here are the sections in textbooks in male sexual arousal since erection... Yeah, because everybody fucking reads textbooks about sexual arousal instead of just yeah, yeah, like yeah. figuring it out. But there is almost no mention of the female sexual arousal. Well, obviously, because they're not teaching you sex. They're teaching her how babies Does are Does this chick live in Afghanistan or something? Like, is this like... She's like, this is... This seems like something the Taliban would fucking print. <laughs> But even that one, there is also the other thing where she goes, well, there's no, um, they're not teaching us about female orgasms. It's like, well, because they're not teaching you about pleasuring during sex. They're teaching you about how babies are made. Yeah, it's like reproduction. This is honestly seems like a Taliban thing. And they're trying to say the male orgasm is discussed where the female orgasm isn't, even though it has been debunked that females aren't more likely to get pregnant when they have an orgasm. So Mm -hmm. they're trying to say, have you, is that true? I never even heard of that. Because she's trying to say it's like real that there is no value of transporting the f- sperm for when women are uh, having orgasm. She's, if anything, you'd think if the girls were having an orgasm, it would push the sperm out. No, it's the, I mean, the reason why. The maybe gr- it's creating a river for them with all the stuff coming out. <laughs> with all the stuff. Maybe the fucking, the way you And the undertow. The so what happens down. is girls squirt and yeah. then the undertow breaks. <laughs> I mean, in my personal, in my personal experience, whenever you give it to them good and they start squirting everywhere, the ear comes just getting shot back in your face. <laughs> so it's like, at that point, I don't see how you could possibly have an orgasm. <laughs> how could they have a kid when I'm just getting covered in my own cum? Well, that's what you do. Danny does. He fucking comes in the girl and then makes her squirt. Yeah, she goes, and, then- and I'm like, <laughs> front row of a Gallagher show. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God. Well, these ideas trap women into believing they should always have a lower sex drive than men. It also tra- <laughs> What's your argument is that they should have a lower sex drive? Wouldn't it be the opposite where it's like she's saying that like we're trapped in this idea that we should have a lower sex drive. Also, our husbands want us to have sex too much. <laughs> it also traps men into believing that sex is for them is devoid of intimacy. It's like this is just a lot of these are like a girl's in a bad relationship. 
And then they write an article being like, I've been doing that joke about, I won't say it here, actually, it's going to come out in the special that I'm going to record. But there is a, there's this idea that people go, oh, you know how men do this? And it was like, no, this sounds like a guy. Yeah. You go, your specific situation where you go, yeah, I was dating a guy and he wanted me to have sex more than I want to. It's like, so men need to change that. <laughs> I mean, guys, I you hear I we did a thing about a chick who was like wanted to leave a guy because he didn't want to have sex with her. It's like some like look, if you have a super high sex drive, you need your partner. We to literally also, did the opposite. We did the opposite of this. You go look, you need to match that up. Like like you need to match up your political beliefs or whatever. Like that is just another thing <coughs> that you have to be like on the same page about. I don't a hundred percent. And we got lots more coming at you this week at patreon.com slash the boys cast where things have been growing, but I really want to get to a thousand true fans. That's, that's the goal of mine and it's getting very close. So anyone who subscribed right now, there's a backlog of all sorts of episodes and eventually tons of shit. Um, there's eventually we are going to have just the whole catalog there and you know, the top, the latest 40 or 50 or something like that available. But if anyone wants to sign up, there's a whole bunch of episodes there. We answer any questions. I respond to everyone on the Patreon at least once or twice a week. I check them all and respond. To yeah, all I those check emails. them out too. And hey, we respond and then we got people, you know, we respond to all the comments and stuff like that. So patreon.com slash the boys cast for an extra episode every week. And this has been the boys cast. Peace. Peace.